This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast, flush with new abilities, the heroes charge deeper into the valley. This is a dangerous world and the key to survival is focus. I'm not going to act like a liberal college freshman who like, can't pick a major. I'm going to focus and get a good career when I get out of school. And discover the sacred ruins of an ancient religion. The aspen and birch trees open up, it's perfect timing, to a clearing and before you is a large structure of time-worn stone. But what lurks within? Sorry, Lexington. Guard your nose. We're going in. And we'll slowly trot through the door with his shield at the ready. May not be so holy. Oh my god! Oh my god! The adventure continues now. Hey, 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 everyone. Troy LaValle here, getting set for another exciting week of the Glass Cannon Podcast. I have a couple orders of business up top, but stick with me because I have, as promised, an exciting announcement before we get to the episode. Matthew mentioned it on last week's intro, and I just want to reiterate it again this week that we are in the process of migrating the RSS feed for the podcast. What does that mean? Well, if you subscribe through iTunes, absolutely nothing. The feed has already been moved, and your subscription has gone right along with it. But with other apps, it may take a couple weeks before the feed just automatically changes over. What I would suggest is that if you had any trouble getting last week's episode, just go to our website, glasscannonpodcast.com, and you'll notice an announcement bar that I put at the top of every page that will allow you to get a link to the new RSS feed. Now, if you just click on that link, it will bring up a page of nonsense code that looks like an error screen. However, copy and paste that URL, and you can subscribe directly to that with your feed reader or podcast app of choice. In about a month, I'll be getting rid of the episodes page on the website and replacing it with something else a little different. So let us know if you have any problems, but please make sure you stay subscribed because we need to keep our subscription numbers strong. Next order of business pertains to our social media. Now, I'm sure most of you already follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and we know that not everyone does the whole social media thing. But that being said, all of our numbers are still sitting around the 15, 1600 followers mark when we know we have 10 times as many people as that listening to the show. It's absurd how much this really matters, but building and maintaining a social media presence, as I'm sure you can understand, is so important to helping us continue to gain traction and notoriety in a sea of RPG podcasts. So we need all the help we can get in order to spread the word and get more people listening to the GCP. Why? Because if all of a sudden our Twitter followers go from like 1,500 to 15,000, that wider audience is going to put us in a position to be able to create more content for you guys down the road. So if you're not following us on Facebook or Twitter, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube yet, I urge you to take a moment and do it right now. And if you already have, then the next best thing you can do is tell a friend about us. We know most of you do that anyway, which is why we've grown as quickly as we have in the past year. So keep doing what you're doing and tell your friends to give us a listen. We promise they won't be disappointed, except for every time Joe rolls a D20. Lastly, it's time for the exciting announcement. The flights have been purchased. The Airbnb has been booked. That's right. The Glass Cannon Boys are coming to Gen Con 50. We're going to be there. 
We will be in Indianapolis Wednesday, August 16th to Monday, August 21st, gaming our faces off and hanging with GCP Nation. Now listen, that's eight months from now, so there will be many, many more details on the nitty-gritty of what we'll actually be doing out there in the weeks and months to come. But if you want to come game with us, hang out, and talk Tolkien history with Skid, early badge registration starts this coming Sunday, January 29th at noon Eastern on GenCon.com. So get your badges and get your asses out to Indy so you can roll some natty 20s with the boys of the GCP. All right, that's enough intro. Let's get to the show. For this week's title, I thought I'd bring back an old friend, Howie the Green Sting Scorpion, who wants to ask all of you, do you like apples? Well, I got a number, and the number is episode 87. How do you like this chapel? Well, I guess Gristlecrack wasn't the storm tyrant after all. <laughs> I was right about that much. <laughs> Man, unless, I thought that would be tougher. Unless she was, and the adventure is over. That's it. It's been a hell of a ride. We yeah. did it. That was a quick book. Lucky 87. Woo, final episode ever. We'll see you never. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. You know, I I talked about it on Cannon Potter last week, too, how it's just a tough thing. Like, I can't surprise you with a huge creature. <laughs> and you guys are playing it so well in terms of being far back and using range that, you know, the best I could do was, like, double move and get up there and start smashing and try and break you guys up a little bit. But, I mean, you just you, you handled yourselves really well. What made that... Di- combat difficult was that the ability of these trolls to regenerate would have made a difference but once you killed Gristlecrack I was like you're going to just kill the trolls in a couple rounds anyways let's let's just hand wave how this is all going to turn out you guys did great and you killed Gristlecrack I yeah. want to. I want to. I want to hear about these new levels because you guys. Did you know that was coming? I mean, you must have thought it was like on the horizon. I didn't even think it. It's been so long since we've leveled. Like Nestor has never leveled up. Nestor has never leveled so, up. Like, I forgot that you could do that in Pathfinder. <laughs> uh, before, <laughs> before we before we get into your new levels and stuff, let's resolve the fact that uh, Umlo is unconscious and there's a campsite here full of bodies and stuff. So yes. uh, you guys, I'm assuming. You can bring Umlo back. Double, DC stabilized. We'll, we'll cast Cure Light Wounds on him. Wandy McWan, and you're eventually going to heal. So what do you guys want to do in the campsite? I uh, just want to, first of all, search around. Just search it. Yeah, I want to see what they were planning here or if they had a hidden weapons or magical weapons or yeah, anything like that. Definitely okay. going to search uh, Gristlecrack's yeah. corpse. Any, like, any magical small lances? Yeah. Maybe. Perhaps they were using them as toothpicks. I don't right. know. I don't think of these things. <laughs> um, okay, so do a uh, perception check. Uh, ooh, 18 for Sir Willamette. 27. 31 for Baron. Ooh. 20 for Dylan. Oh, All right, you guys so are Baron, all so special. Baron and Nestor, it's pretty clear that the captives that they had, they were slowing them down. You can see just drag marks of bodies that would be the size of yours. So at a certain point, uh, whether this, if the dragon did come or not, if they, they summoned it or whatever, it's it made them uh, be able to kind of slow their roll for wherever they were going. Um, so you see the drag marks. You don't see any more uh, bodies. They didn't have another feast, but you could put two and two together and think that they're, the last camp that you guys saw was their first camp, and they probably are now one Shimmerman's Fortune person down. They ate him. Right. Or her. Um, you do find some things on Gristlecrack's person. You find a magical sword, short sword. 
You find a magical potion. You find a magical scroll. And uh, among her things around the campfire, you find a gold bowl that both uh, um, Baron and Umlo are very intrigued with because it's engraved with images of dwarves fighting giants. Ooh. A gold flute. Can I uh, uh, can I inspect that before we go through all the, the kind of academic spellcraft checks and stuff? Just sure. to see if I know anything about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, any type of knowledge role, or can I read any runes? No, you, you do knowledge history, but I mean, it's 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 very. You know, I'll save you the role. It's it's nothing. Uh, you don't see anything in the background. It was like a place at a time. It's just dwarves fighting giants. It's like honoring the dwarves that fought giants. So again, you're seeing spoils of the old giants that used to live here. Ode to a dwarven urn. Ode mm. on a dwarven urn. Uh, you find a very fancy... Truth is beauty. Beauty, truth, sir. <laughs> very expensive-looking gold flute. Uh, a small diamond, if that's something Ooh. you're interested in. Oh. Two opals. Ew. Um, 679 gold pieces. Nice. 180 silver pieces. 900 copper pieces. And then something that kind of takes all of you aback. A collection of... Count through them. 14 different pairs of feet. Oh! That look freshly cut. Oh, come on. Oh! Dwarves, humans, and halflings. Oh! Wow! God. That's You just would think that these have to be the feet of people from Shinnerman's Forge. So they can't yeah. run away. These are fresh. Yeah, it's like one, one foot off. Did you say 14 feet or 14 pairs of feet? 14 feet. So therefore they look like we'll they're... We'll say seven pairs, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, wasn't that about but the do number they look like that, was, they're that was from all, They look like they're from all different people? Or like feet, the feet of seven different people? Uh, yeah, it uh, mostly... You see pairs. pairs. Mostly pairs. Okay. If you were to sort of like, I know. Yeah. So I think it's right, well, a, let's mix them up here. We got two dwarves. That's, I think yeah. the hooded prisoners, I think, we numbered about seven that Alderman Shimmerman wow. was in. So once once they were like, so they could we're, never not, escape. we're not marching anymore. <laughs> yeah, cut them off and let the dragon fly them away this to is, give tribute. This is a bit macabre, but I know that um, a lot of people, in order to... Um, get closure on their lost loved ones need to know that they are past but they're not necessarily dead they're just correct feet here. but these feet probably won't last in the wild that long here's something to remember them by when you come back to Shinnaman's portion did you find my son yes uh, uh, not technically I found his feet <laughs> he's not uh, going geez. far <laughs> he's not going far he will always be oh, I know. running in your I'm gonna. I'm gonna take uh, an ink pot and I'm well no <laughs> Footprints of everything, like a baby. Let's move on. <laughs> we've, we've, we've passed the realms of macabre at this point. Um, <laughs> Can I spellcraft the magical items? You may indeed. 30. Ooh. Roll another one. Uh, 26. Okay, that's enough. Plus one short sword. Wait, the 30 wasn't enough? No, it's, it's just a couple different items. Oh, okay. Uh, I wanted you to roll for the weapon and then one for the potion and the scroll. Uh, plus one short sword. Cannot take it. Not too shabby. Um, anybody else want the plus one short sword? Um, no. That's I'm good. good. Goes to Nestor Coin. Thank you. A potion of gaseous form. Ooh. Ooh. That's nice. That's a fun one. That's great when you just want to run away. Yep. 
Yeah. So, Baron? These colors don't run. (laughs) (laughs) And a scroll of restoration. (gasps) Oh! Who gets it? Thank God. It's one scroll of restoration. Who can even use it? Uh, I can use it. Can you? I can. Okay. I think can. I mean, I don't think it's easy. It's It's a roll. It's a roll of the die, and it only affects one ability score, right? Right. One person's one ability score. Yeah. Uh, However, I'll tell you who. It's an alchemist spell, a cleric oracle spell, an inquisitor spell, a paladin spell, and a shaman spell. Mm. Ah. Okay. Well, if you guys level Mm. up correctly, maybe we got a paladin here. So, what Uh, would you have to roll? Do you think to use it? Um, it's on your spell list, so you don't have to. I'm just doing the math. I think that I... Is it a spellcraft check? No, it's a caster level check. Yeah. So it'd be plus five, and I'd have to get something in the area. I have to look it up. of something in the area of like 14 or 15. So it's, it's like scroll, a 50-50 chance. Scrolls caster level plus one. The scrolls caster level plus one. DC. In order to... Ca- Restoration is a level four paladin spell. And I think that you have to be level 13 paladin to cast level four spells. Oof, Which would be high. 14, and I have a plus 5. So I need a 9. So it's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. 50-50 chance. Definitely bottle cap bottle situation. Bottle cap yeah. situation. Especially and if it's we'll only going to heal one person's one And we'll thing. get, like, uh, well, first we'll do Nestor's Con, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think. Nestor's Con. <laughs> that would be lovely. <laughs> um, so thoughtful. That's all I wanted for Christmas. Nestor's making out pretty well from this, isn't he? I know. I'm- Can we possibly copy it before we use it? Is there a Xerox machine around? <laughs> is there... Uh, yeah, seriously. find an old dwarven Xerox machine. <laughs> is there a scanner? The question, is though... Is there a mimeograph? But it's broken. The other question is how... Mending. Because I know we're going to get an email about this. Diamond dust. Are we keeping dust and diamond in this? Do you need the components in order to cast... Read the cast read a scroll. From the scroll? I don't think so, but I'll look it up. I'm... Uh, the scroll, I'm, I think, eliminates it, I'm maybe. We also it. found a diamond. I don't... Yeah. Uh, Ooh, you guys can look it up if you need. Maybe it comes with a little Ziploc. If you need the components to cast a scroll, you can just crush the diamond. Easy. If if you don't need the components, you can keep the diamond. Yeah, it's so easy to crush a diamond. (laughs) Just just stick it up, Troy's button. (laughs) You guys are eighth level now, so uh, I'm so strong. I'll I'll assume that you can do it. Speaking of eighth level, let's talk about what we. Oh wait, Umlo is still unconscious. No, he's not. Uh, not. (laughs) Oh, he woke up. Yeah, we said. I, yeah, we. I, oh, Gala, you wanted Gala cast kill any ones in the monitor. Okay, all right. You keep track of your ones. Activating a scroll requires no material components or focus. Beautiful. Boom. You're keeping the diamond. All right. <laughs> Before we start thinking about the scroll, the creator can... of the scroll provided these when scribing the scroll. Ah, uh, see, that's nice. That's why if you screw it up, the scroll disappears. It makes sense. Um, now, before you decide what you want to do with that, and before you rest, let's talk. About eighth level. Yay! It's been a long time. Matthew, I'm thinking, let me just guess. You took Alchemist. Yeah, how'd you know? You took Alchemist, yeah. So a Magus, six level Magus, first level Bard, first level Alchemist. Yeah. Awesome. That's not weird. Tell me what the first level Alchemist gets. Stop, Matthew. Stop doing that. Matthew, would you just. Max it out, please. Talk to your friend Troy, who took me again into the back room. Promised to do nasty things to my butthole. Whoa. Whoa. One man's nasty is another man's fun. That's just part of the... You threatened sodomy? If you didn't multi-class? It's part of the deal, man. I thought that was... I I mean, I didn't like it. If you didn't try class? Matthew, we can't keep this joke going any longer. People are screaming into their iPods. Uh... 
Do people still have iPods? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> screaming into their MP3 They're players. just so sad that they can't afford uh, a newer What did you MP3 take, player. Matthew? I took, I took another little Omegas. Yeah. He yeah. actually took a little prodding from me for hitting Omegas because he was on the fence about that. Well, the Bard stuff is so cool, but it's so frustrating that I'd have to, to get the levels of the DCs up to where it would be comparable. It's just going to take a lot of levels. I'm all about you take going back and dipping into Bard, but I think we can all agree getting you to 7th level Magus was a priority. You get 3rd level spells. Need it. Yeah. yeah. And you get some cool stuff. Like, Talk to me about some of this cool stuff. Don't go crazy. I don't care about your fortitude save, Matthew. I've told you this on numerous occasions. <laughs> I did not get more fortitude save just to say. Um, he had to talk about it. Yep, he talked about it. There <laughs> he goes. Gotcha. He can't um, help himself. The, the cool, I mean, you, uh, Magus gets low, uh, medium armor proficiency at 7th level, so I can wear medium armor and not take the arcane spell chance failure. Ah. Uh, failure chance. Okay. Um, uh, but the, probably the coolest special ability is this thing called Knowledge Pool. So basically, an Omegas, when he's preparing his or her spells, can expend an Arcane Pool point to prepare a spell on the spell list that's not in his book. Oh. oh so each level, like now you have third level spells. How many third level spells are you going to get? Two. You don't have to tell me what they are right now. So once you choose those two spells, those are your two spells. Until you get another third level spell. Yeah, or like you could, buy scrolls or something. Yeah, right, or if you find a scroll and can right, learn it. Right, but you're not like a wizard. You can't learn it and add it to your book. I can. Oh, you can? Well, yeah, that's so Magus, like, they can. They have spell books that they They have spell. I have a spell book. I oh, carry God, one. that's giving me a headache already. But anyways, with this arcane knowledge pool, it allows you to use... You it, can use an arcane pool point to cast a spell? No, to prepare a spell. To prepare a spell. So daily you could be like, you know what, I feel like I'm going to need a spell like this. Or if you come up against something and you're like, I, we can't deal with this and you're like, shit, if I took that Oh wait, I can, but we got to rest here. Right. You can do that. That is fun. Or for like, you know, we're in a, we're in like, you know, a specific type of terrain and I like, knew that I had a spell that could help us like, you know, fly and I knew it would be helpful for, us, for one of us to fly. I could like say, alright. Well, I'm excited to see what spells you did take, but I'll let you keep them close to your vest. I know you're a private man. That is a really nice vest, by the way, Matthew. Thank you. No one said anything. <laughs> nobody, Thanks, kid. Nobody no. wears vests anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. Grant, I'm going to say rogue. <laughs> rogue one. Oh, oh, man. Um, so I've heard rumblings from the Glass Cannon Reddit that people have already predicted what I might take for my next level. There were predictions. Uh, on the subreddit, there was a big uh, thing about you going War Priest of Torag. You're walking around strange towns, defacing their walls with your new god. Your filthy graffiti. Filthy graffiti. Um, so did you go War Priest of Torag? Wait, so you're multiclassing. Well, yeah, I am multiclassing. Oh! Let's not bury the lead. That is awesome. By the way, is the, it rogue? The, the slogan of that subreddit should be "Don't leave town." Don't leave town. <laughs> Don't um, leave Torag. You, so you went rogue or war priest? I'm going to say war priest. I uh, gotta disappoint everyone. Inquisitor of Torag. Get out of my apartment! Oh, wow. If you ever think about um, a sheriff. You think he might want to issue some judgments every from time to time. That is true, and it's uh, it's time to lay down the law. Of <laughs> you, you know what I like about Inquisitor is where Gunslinger is totally not complicated. It's good to add a really complicated cast like <laughs> yeah. Inquisitor on top of it. Well, you, so what is an Inquisitor for the new over here? Nerd, nerd, nerd. It's my I've, I've gone on record as saying it's my favorite class. I play one in Joe's Wrath of the Righteous. Nerd, nerd, nerd. 
<laughs> You've now gone on record saying that about four different classes. Right, but this is actually my favorite. Future trivia question. Um, it's, I, 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 you, you want me to say it in hybrid terms, and I really can't. I, I think it's like, it would almost be like a paladin fighter. It's not a cleric fighter. That's a war priest. It's, it's like, kind of like a paladin fighter, which sounds like, oh, a fighter fighter. It's a holy fighter. The Holy Avenger, a Vindicator, Ooh. and uh, well, I think I think one thing that is misleading to people that don't play a lot is that um, fighters, and I thought this when I came to the game, so maybe it's myself, is that fighters can be ranged just as much as they are melee. Just because you're a paladin doesn't mean you can't have a, a bow or, or something else. As oh, your sure, main there's whole Inquisitor builds that are ranged Inquisitors, right. very effective. So that's why it worked with me, and I can tell you my domain is law. And one of the cool things, we were talking about this role earlier, uh, Joe kind of gave me a little lusty eyes at me when he, when he thought about his role in order to read that scroll to heal Nestor. My touch of law, which I can do six times a day, will allow any willing creature to roll a minimum 11, like automatic 11. So he auto this is gonna passes. Do, this is going to do wonders for Joe's rolling. No, let me ask you this. Does, do you still add, or is it an 11 on the die? Exactly, 11, 11 on, on the, the die. die. Ah, okay. Plus whatever modifier to the roll. Oh, you get the modifier. You yeah. just say, okay. you could say, you could forgo actually rolling the die and say, I use touch of law, and it's just like, it's an 11. You so rolled wait, an 11. Is that going to make the restoration scroll automatically work? Yep. If Yes, I believe so. Oh. I just have to make sure it's not over 16, but I really don't think it is. Okay, we'll, we'll look that up, but I mean, that is... Huge, and that's yeah. once per day. Touch of law, no six per day. Six per day. What's the modifier? It is th- uh, three plus your wisdom modifier. So, baby, I had all that wisdom built in for the grits. You might I- be able to cast restoration. He can, he could. Yeah, uh, he can. And your it's wisdom, an is, you've hit the wisdom mark. So, um, yeah. I, I can issue forth the grittiest judgments this world has ever seen. Yeah, they're just going to be such. You're going to need water to drink these judgments. So you have a then. sixteen wisdom. Oh yeah. So you it, like without even knowing you built a perfect. Uh, this is a, that's a perfect build for an inquisitor to have the yeah. high wisdom and then high dex for your gunslinger. I've never heard of a gunslinger well, I, inquisitor. I, I like doing it. A lot of builds I've read about online of multi-classing with gunslinger. A lot of people do just like first level gunslinger. The rest to twenty in another class. Right. So I really like the idea of being kind of reckless and. Uh, uh, devil may care attitude towards all the combats and uh-huh. then finding kind of a purpose in life and kind of uh, getting more serious about things. Okay. I'm probably 51 now instead of 50, so. I like it. I, I, I think it's going to be very, very interesting. It's a complicated class. It'd be interesting to see what you do with it. Um, I don't know if you're going to do archetypes or not. You don't have to tell me right now. Um, He's like Judge Dredd now. Yeah, that's exactly what you're like um, yeah Inquisitors are fun the archetypes are what really allow you to customize it because you get your judgments which just allow you to swiftly for one encounter add boost your AC boost a hit fast healing all this other stuff and then you would get up to using uh, teamwork feats where the other person doesn't have to right. have the teamwork feats so I'll the, be interested the, to see what you do with the it the really nice thing though as Skid said now that I am Judge Dredd I can just talk to my gun and it will turn into Dragon's Breath and then go back to the the double barrel pistol and then it'll change uh, uh, yeah. ammunition automatically don't worry I'm sure Matthew has that spell <laughs> geared up already um, Nestor coin Nestor I'm gonna I'm gonna say you stayed Slayer yeah yeah see the thing is I, I don't envision Nestor ever multi-classing yeah because he knows that this is a dangerous world and the key to survival is um, focus 
specialise. I'm not going to act like a liberal college uh, freshman who like can't pick a major. I'm going to I'm going to focus and get a good career when I get out of school. So, um, so he's going Slayer again. Um, the nice thing, well, first, I, the, at everybody at eighth level gets an ability point. Oh yeah! Oh, uh, that's right. So, which is huge. Which I invested mine in dexterity, which took me up to a twenty dex, which oh, gives me a plus five instead of a plus four, which is up. huge. <laughs> um, and then uh, I get a, the main, and then I got some skill points, which I scattered around. I got I speak giant now. I oh, thought yeah. you were going to say I speak jive. So does Del. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So does Baron. I can yeah. help I speak jive. Oh, let me get you. Oh, speak giant. Yeah. Um, kept you on the flip side. Um, <laughs> so I, I do that. And then, so at eighth level, I get another Slayer talent, which oh. I use to, on a, a ranger combat style, which Slayers can do, which allows them to take either ranged combat feats or two weapon combat feats without the prerequisites. And I use that to take many shots oh my god many so shots tell yes. us about many shots many shots you know what Skip, I feel like you got some splaining to do I think I might and in fact the song specifically mentions me um, <laughs> so <laughs> might as well it's been a while that's why I wanted to hear it so uh, with any time during a full attack action my first shot I do a Legolas thing where I take two arrows with one shot Oof. So um, I only I only get precision damage once. Um, I only get critical damage once, but all the other bonuses I get. So the electricity and like deadly aim, like all that stuff, that gets added on too. Yikes. So one shot if if the one it's at my you know uh, highest attack roll. If it hits, they both hit, and I get all that damage. It's like getting double damage on any first shot of a yeah. full round action. And that the you first hit. shot gets your highest attack bonus. So right, that's, right, ooh. right. So it's huge. Deadly. And I've been waiting. I was actually, I was going to take it at seventh level when I first like joined the campaign. But I was like, I thought for the character, it would be better to take the uh, uh, dis- um, disable device boost. Like, Ah, since mm. they don't naturally get that rogue ability, like I spent the Slayer talent on getting that instead. That's, that's smart. It's smart. Now you are even deadlier than you were before. I can't wait to take it out for a test drive, to I'm, be honest. I'm already afraid yeah. after seeing what you guys did to poor, poor Gristlecrack. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what about you, Sir Will? Uh, Sir Will went another level of Paladin. Ah, so that's f- five. Level five Paladin. Five three now? Five three. Okay. Yeah. So level p- five Paladin. Which is Matthew's height. <laughs> I think that's accurate. Yes, and uh, his head. <laughs> he's got like a Marlon Brando. Like I'm going to kill you in the Godfather. <laughs> uh, f- all right, so five level. What, what do you get with the uh, fifth level of Paladin? Fifth level of Paladin. Two big things. Uh, one is that my channel positive energy goes up to three d six. Oh, which is huge. a big jump for the. Who party. needs a cleric? You got Sir Will. <laughs> so channel for like what? Like six points of healing now? Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. <laughs> no, Matthew. Three. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, one. Yeah. Ugh. Three snake eyes. And then the other thing, and I get another spell per day, which is great because I've only had one so far. Um, so I'll What level spell? Just level one. Okay. Paladin's spell levels are a little bit more concentrated. So they have higher quality spells at lower levels because they don't cast them until later. Um, and then, oh, I get this thing called, because I'm a divine defender archetype, I get this thing called divine armor. So now, oh, as so a, that comes in at fifth level. Yeah. So now, as a standard action, I can call upon my god to endow my armor with a divine blessing. And it lasts for one minute per level. So it would last five minutes. 
and it automatically gives it a plus one enhancement bonus to armor that stacks with any existing bonus. And since oh it's Uskroth's armor, which is already magical, I can do what Della does to her scimitar, and I can do special armor properties to my armor. So I can make it oh. like ghost touch. I can oh, give myself cool. spell resistance. Oh, I can. Whoa. Yeah, no, it's really, cool. really that's neat stuff. So cool. Uh, the first one that I'll probably use mostly early on because it's level pl- a plus one bonus is champion. You can only use it if you're a good character, and you can only use it if you have the Cavalier's Charge ability or Smite Evil. And the target of your Smite or Challenge, you have an additional plus two sacred bonus to your AC against that target. So you just get harder and harder to hit by the target of your That is smite. cool. That is yeah. very cool. It's called champion armor. Well, pretty cool. shit, you guys sound pretty scary. Pretty scary. What about Umlo? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to let Umlo level up just yet. Um, I've been tracking the XP, and it was enough to level up you four guys. I didn't want to split it into Umlo, so I'm going to stagger Umlo with the party. Um, but I'll let you know when he levels up. That's the one thing I. I'm excited. Cool. Eight, eight is a huge level. Yes, it's a real. It's a. It's oh, it's oh, a real coming of age. I, level, I should know? also say that, and this makes a big difference for uh, Willamette, who wants to kind of, you know, try to be a little bit tankier. Is I put my ability score point in con, so I went mm. up to an 18 con. So oh, I went wow. from last last episode he had a max of 70 hit points. This episode he has a max of 89 hit points. <laughs> oh, that's it's a nice. massive jump. That's so great. Hopefully, keep him alive. When you guys finish resting, um, that'll be nice to get up to 89. Almost pushing the Hondo. Um, Baron, what do you got for hit points now these days? 93. And can also wear uh, medium armor now, so I'm really hoping Umlo dies so I can now threaten giants. (laughs) (laughs) Who's wearing magical armor besides Umlo and uh, Sir Will? I am. Oh, you're all wearing it. Della is. Plus one. Okay, plus one. Um, Baron, you... As you guys begin to settle down for the night, I'm just jumping right in here. I've heard enough talk. Are we going to do this restoration? Uh, you can, if you'd like to. Um, well, you can do it first thing in the morning. We can let uh, Troy talk first, probably. I was just going to say... If it's not going to kill us all. You're settling down... <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> you hear in the bushes. Baron, roll a perception. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use the die that Matthew lent me a few episodes ago. This is a 20. 20. You notice uh, around the corpse of Gristlecrack, around her neck, is a mummified dwarf hand hanging on a steel chain. Whoa. Well, I clearly walk over and inspect it and remove it from her neck. And I'm assuming now, as an Inquisitor, you have Detect Magic. I do. It is magical. Hmm. Spellcraft? Sure. You bring it over to Della? Yes. Della, what is this? Uh, 29. It's called a Hand of Stone. It is very, very expensive. (laughs) If the wearer... Uh, basically, this, uh, it brings the wearer more in tune with the earth beneath her feet. If the wearer spends a standard action concentrating on the hand, she gains tremor sense out to a range of 30 feet until the start of her next turn. This ability only allows her to sense creatures and objects that are in contact with earth or stone. Oh, like invisible creatures. Even invisible. You would know where they were. 
As uh, someone who's in tune with the earth and, and came from the earth and uh, underground, um, I'll place it on myself. Um, I wish I could do something to figure out, unless anyone else wants it. But He might not be finished. Oh. <laughs> now I'm done. <laughs> I knew Skid's instincts were bullshit all this time. Um, I'd, I'd like to put it on myself. Um, uh, Toreg also, one of his domains is Earth. So I think being able to have that kind of tremor sense works into my new devotion to my god. Uh, unless anyone else wants to have tremor sense, and we can always look at selling it later. Looks looks almost priceless. It is enormously expensive. I just looked up. Matthew, you are cheating. No, he Straight did the spell. Della doesn't. Del doesn't know. No, but Matthew does. Matthew does. <laughs> he didn't appraise it. You got to appraise it. It's too late. Give me your bar- <laughs> give me all your bar- <laughs> uh, All right. So what is it called? One more time. Hand of stone. Got it. So it'll be in here alone. Um, you want to uh, try and restore one of Nestor's abilities. Sir Will? Yeah, I was looking at it. Uh, Inquisitor, do you have... Father Baron. Is Reed Magic an, an Orison for you? Well, actually, we have to rest before anything. It is It is an Orison for me. You have to rest because there's, you, ha- right, before you haven't I been get able it, to prepare it. it. Right. And I can't give you touch of law until I rest either. Yeah, Next I, morning, you guys wake up. Yeah. and uh, Give I think, yourself appropriate healing. Yeah, I think you're just going to do it because you have read magic at zero level I don't it's a first level spell for a paladin so to read it I have to use one of my spell slots yes. for the day yeah. so because this is newer to me what do I have to roll in order to you don't have to roll this? anything if you just cast touch a law on yourself it's automatic yours is a DC 12 and you have a or a DC 11 and you have a plus one okay great and so you do an 11 but and you automatically get it just mark your touch of law as having been used do you have channels you could burn off for Umla before we to go back a little bit uh I have one, yes. All right, so do your pre-rest channel, and then it's the next morning. Uh, eight. Pre-rest channel, it's the next morning. Baron uses... I can't believe Baron is using magic now. <laughs> Looks into the sky at Torag and says, By the power of Torag, I want to... Restore this man's <laughs> stolen abilities. So I think I could be wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. It's one d four to one ability score, or is it just automatically heals all the damage of one ability? I score? think that's what it is. But we can look it up. Yeah, because lesser restoration I know is a dice roll, but I don't know about restoration. Yeah, it cures all permanently drained from a single ability. What was your chosen okay. ability? Great. Constitution. I'm going to choose the other one. No, <laughs> just kidding. Constitution, it is. Oh, thank you. All right. So All right. One down. Scroll disappears. Now we just need to find another priceless scroll. One down. Right. Five to go. Because I'm almost, of, I'm almost still sitting at 46 hit points max. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's amazing I'm almost still alive. Especially after Crystal Crack got at him. Um, all right, you guys. So rest. Nestor feels like 100 bucks. He feels like a hundred gold piece. <laughs> Is that good? Or, thanks a lot, mate. Well done. I'm impressed. You've earned it. Thanks for staying alongside us. Yeah. So you guys entered Minderhall's Valley. You followed the stream along until it finally opened up, widened, the valley widened, and that's where you fought the Veds. The stream continued down to the southwest. There was also a passage to the southeast. You guys chose the northeast. Soon after choosing that passage, you came across the remnants of a campfire. You found the burnt corpse of a human with skull and jaw still intact, which you have. 
on your person. There was a valley to the north there. You didn't take it. Didn't look that interesting to you because the tracks still led east. So you continued going east until you came upon Gristlecrack and the four trolls. Defeated them. They were standing at the um, sort of entrance to another part of the valley that goes north. And then the value, excuse me, the valley, the value, the valley continues east. So there is a portion now that goes north, and there's a portion that goes east. Well, I think we have to go north, right? Yep. Close it off. Yeah, let's finish this Make sure off. no one is behind us, yep. still making their way south for tribute. You continue north for maybe an hour and come to a dead end. Nothing up there. Dead Nothing up that particular part of the valley. Can I do okay. an extra perception check? Sure. 15. 30, 37. Uh, 37, yeah. There's, there's, there's nothing up there. You know, there's going to be, you would figure, Nestor, there's going to be lots of these little offshoots that just lead nowhere, and hopefully it won't take you hours off. This will only take two hours off your day. Okay. So an hour later, you come back, and you continue moving east. Okay. It's not long before the valley opens up again, and you see... Um, a passage leading to the south that looks very, very thin, almost impassable, and then a wider passage off in the distance leading northeasterly. And then it also just continues on for the wow. main oh, This is crazy. North, <laughs> northeasterly, I'll vote for. Northeasterly is the wider one, correct? Okay. Yeah, northeasterly. So far, Iomadai has led us in the right way. We took out Grenzel Deck, found our missing... Slaves, what slaves? Found our missing allies, <laughs> and oh, we've recovered our slaves, eh? And we took out Gristlecrack. We're on the right path. I say we continue northeast. Plus, we've got all these feet. It's not funny, Nesta. Those feet look very agile. Great suffering. (laughs) Where'd you get that Ziploc bag from? I didn't know plastics existed in Galarian. Uh, I want to do a quick. Don't fail me now. He yells at the bag. Quick back in his backpack. Quick survival check for tracks. I know it's been kind of terrible, but both both directions. Uh, That is a twenty-five. Twenty-five. Um. You don't see any fresh tracks anywhere. There are tracks, animal tracks. Um, there are some older giant tracks, but nothing looks fresh. Nothing looks like anyone has traversed there in the past couple days. I'm going to go on record before we go northeast and say that I'd love to use Sir Will's diminutive size to look at that really narrow place. Because they couldn't possibly be friends of giants, whatever's down there. But I'll go with the party. What, is this an option? Uh, well, there was a, there was a thin valley going south almost almost impassable but you could get through it and then the valley opens up continues east and then continues what uh, Nestor oh, mentioned oh, okay. going northeast um hmm well I guess we could always go northeast and come back down and check out this smaller one the smaller one's heading south uh, heading south yeah. yeah almost south and back let's, let's keep going on south the northern west. track until we clear that okay um so it's, uh, you know, you guys set out pretty early. you got a full night's rest, so you started. Now your days are back normal. You're not traveling through the night anymore. Because um, after the gristle crack fight, you got back to a normal schedule, as it were. Um, but you lost two hours on that one dead end. And then you continued for another three miles before you came to the abil- this separate valley leading 
uh, northeasterly, we'll say. You continue along, and there's still a stream. There's still the tributaries of that main stream leading off wherever these valleys are. It's just naturally, the stream naturally flows into where these openings in the rock are. As you continue your way along, it's now later in the day, but still uh, plenty of light. It's actually the sun is streaming in through the valley here. There's a lot more trees now that you're farther north in the valley. Um, And a broad wood of young aspens and birches sweeps through this veil that begins to open before you. Mm. The trees sway softly, their pale branches glimmering in the light. Near the edge of the grove, a forgotten pathway of badly weathered dark stone pokes through the forest floor. Hmm. What do you do? I'd like to go down the pathway. Baron. Baron wants to clear off the... Baron wants to clear some of the overgrowth over these stones and see if anything's legible, much like when we were wiping the lichen off the side of the wall as we walked into the tomb of Nargrimikin Steelhand. Is it? I believe this is Nargrim. Nargrimikin. <laughs> uh, as anyone is, you know, looking and examining these kind of things, Willamette is sort of staying in the back and watching our back. He's just always, because he's never good at perception, survival, sneaking, any of that stuff. So he's just right. keeping an eye on the, the back to make sure nothing sneaks up behind us. Okay. Uh, so, Baron, you want to roll a perception? You're just kind of looking at these. Uh, that is a 24. Okay, so you, look, you you move the growth. Uh, it looks like the growth has grown for years here, but there's definitely a stone path leading forward, whereas everything else before has just been rock and gravel and occasional patches of grass. Uh, it looks like no one's mowed the lawn in many, many years. All right. Uh, can I do a knowledge engineering to see if it is made by dwarves? Uh, yes, you can. 20. It doesn't look... You know that it wasn't made by dwarfs. You feel very confident about that, but it looks like it was made by someone that understands. Like a a, Mm. a, a creature that understands dwarven engineering. Hmm. Interesting. Hot damn, I think we found a path right to something interesting. (laughs) <laughs> That's all he thinks. Well put, Sheriff. <laughs> well said. Strong words, Inquisitor. Quite pithy. Let's I go. appreciate a good poem. <laughs> Shall we? Let's do it. After you, Nestor. You want to uh, scout it out? Yeah, I'll lead the way. I'll go scout, 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 scout it all out. These are the guys that are in the front. So you guys me. continue <laughs> moving forward, <It's> me. <laughs> following this old, weathered, dark stone path. And eventually, the aspen and birch trees open up, it's perfect timing, <laughs> to a clearing. And before you is a large structure of time-worn stone. So cool. Colorful lichen clings to the walls. And most of the slate roof of this building, this edifice, looks like it's collapsed. You can tell from the outside. Inward. Collapsed inward. Jumbles of great granite block lie around the building as well. 
half buried beneath the soil and fallen leaves. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> um, um, wow, it's pretty breathtaking. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll take a moment to recover my breath. <laughs> <gasps> Is there a knowledge check I could do to see how long it's been broken like this? Um, yeah, I mean, you could do knowledge... Profession stonemason? Profession stonemason. <laughs> I mean, what you see knowledge is... Knowledge can do profession cook. Del- uh, what's his face? I'm looking to do profession cook. <laughs> is this a kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> this is... I mean, what you see, Della, with your eyes, is in addition to the liking on the walls, the, the stone that hasn't fallen presumably inward, that has fallen outward from this crumbling edifice, is like buried beneath soil and more lichen. So there's been overgrowth on the collapsing. This is in a very clearly not anywhere near a recent collapse. Oh, man. I Does, w- sorry. I want to do a combined check with my engineering skills and my newly found religious skills and see if this was in any way built as a temple to any gods because earlier our main man, Sir Will, detected ancient religions. Which is exactly what I was going to say. Yep. It's like this could be this sort of building. And I don't know if that's a knowledge religion or, or what. Engineering, I don't think, would apply. Looking but for his, but history and and religion, religion. Or symbols, if there's anything symbol. I mean, it might be so weather-worn we can't tell, but... Both Sir Will and Baron roll a knowledge religion. Uh, 16. Uh, 13. Sir Will... It seems as if this was some ancient chapel. Okay. So, but there are no... Any sort of uh, markings on uh, on the outside that would lead you to believe of, of who, of what deity, if it was dedicated to a deity or anything, but it does seem... There's a sacredness a, about sacredness it. Sacredness to it. I mean, the the way it was even built in this part of the valley, it's, you know, it's 4 or 5 p.m., so the sun's coming down, but the sun is just beautifully glinting in uh, through the... You know the holes in the roof. Is um, is uh, are we within sixty feet of the front? Uh, yes. I'd like to detect evil. You detect evil across the facade of the building. Across the facade of the building, and you do not detect detect any evil whatsoever. And I let everyone know that. Can I detect magic on the building? Um, sixty feet. Yes. Uh, you do not detect any magic. I say we move forward. Sheriff, who would you like to send in first? I think it makes sense for the two of us to walk in together. All right. Well, if, like, if you're afraid that there's like traps, you know. No. I don't, I'm, I'm only looking Not afraid of anything. For your safety. No. <laughs> you can see he's terrified. I'm a good. <laughs> no, no, no. Spiders everywhere. I can see it in your face. Nestor, if you think Sir Will's loosened up a bit, I've uh, loosened up a little bit too. I think we'd uh, much be much obliged by your help looking for traps. Look, I'm a good teammate. I'm do- I just want. I'm looking out for your welfare. I'll take the lead, all right? Sense motive. It's a class act. <laughs> There's, there's a set of small steps leading up to a 20-foot-wide double door mm-hmm. in this large edifice. Okay. Uh, 
Do you want to just go ahead of us, Nestor, and we'll be right behind you? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll say Willem at second, right behind him. And I'm oh, looking, Lexington. I'm looking for any stone cunningy secret doors, Del fun will, stuff. Dell will stick close to Nestor. And I'm do a perception check, uh, 21, uh, 25 for traps. Uh, 21 uh, for tra- traps, you said? 25, 25 for, traps. for traps. You do not detect any traps Ooh. on the all right. And you want to do perception stonework? Or you're looking yeah, I'm looking for any secret doors or anything like that. What'd you roll? Well, 19 plus 25 is a 34. Uh, nope, you don't detect any secret doors. Um, so an untrapped door, as far as you know, stands before you 20 feet wide, 20 feet high. Uh, all right. Well, I'll I'm happy to walk in first. I'll step unless, through. I'll step through. Okay, Nestor will step through. Yeah. I'm very excited about this map. Uh-oh. Uh, clear the <laughs> That's table. That's bad news. I saw you working on this thing earlier. It's not my best. He had a palette, and he was wearing a beret and a smock. Yes. Whoa. Oh, my God. Whoa. This is a large building. This is a very That's large That's pretty well-timed. Uh, wow. This is, a, a, this is like a cathedral. Oh, yes. Exactly which what is what we were looking for. It is what we were looking for. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> oh shit! So guys, if it is what we were looking for, then oh, there's that's us. a lot of deadly <laughs> he just stuff. Just put a bunch of pawns on the board. It's us. <laughs> we have to find a halfling. Four guys jump out of the woods. Oh, no, I'm a halfling. A wolf. I've got your. I've got your feet. Do you want your feet? Position yourselves where you would like to be at the entrance, and then I will describe this obviously massive ancient chapel. Put Della right behind. I, I'm up front. This music is perfect, O'Brien. This sounds like when you would fight. Uh, Genova in Final Fantasy yeah, 7. Yeah, totally. Um, you've got to get a picture of this, too. This looks amazing. Um, okay. So you enter what is very clear. Wow. Clearly. <laughs> a sanctuary. A row of five half columns splits this foyer. Their crowns carved into small stone offering bowls. Beyond the foyer, a wide set of stairs descends to a recessed central chamber with three long prayer benches. You see them? So there are stairs. Those stairs lead down into a small recessed chamber, and there are three long prayer benches that go almost the whole width of the chapel. You see those? Yep. Yes. The stone benches you can see from where you're standing are cracked and covered with moss. Much of the ceiling above you has collapsed into piles of giant slate shingles all over the place, similar to what you saw outside as well. Shrubs and weeds grow through the floor, covering everything in verdant tangles. So the the ground is uneven, not just difficult terrain, just uneven, and there's weeds growing everywhere, everywhere. Vegetation is all over the place. It doesn't look like a floor at all. Along the west wall, so that's uh, where Baron and, uh, well, where Grant and Skidder sit, sitting. Uh, I didn't even have enough room on this map to draw. Uh, there are two flights of stairs that go up. Just look at me, guys. Um, that go up to raised balconies that curve over, curve around and look down on the sanctuary. Like parapet, like little, like pulpits? Yeah, exactly. It's, this is straight out of Dark Souls. Dark Souls, yeah. Yeah, Dark Souls 3. Well, it's uh, cathedral design. Yeah, it's a cath- gothic cathedral. Goes up, wraps around, and comes out in balconies that overlook the, um, the sanctuary. Well, honestly, I guess it could be a Romanesque cathedral. The first staircase, on the, the one on the left closest to you guys... Uh, coils around a slender menhir topped 
with the crudely carved countenance of a heavy-browed fire giant. Ooh, what the fuck? To the north, where Matthew's sitting, deep, deep, uh, deeper into the chapel. You can still see with your keen eyes. There is light in here, plenty of light coming through the holes in the roof. There is a set of steps climbing to a broad dais, which faces the benches. The beginning of the dais, there's a huge fire pit that looks like some sort of black iron and whatnot, all sorts of stuff. You can't really see there, but you do see behind the pit, um, upon the dais, uh, is a wide stone altar standing before the fire pit, so it would actually be farther away from you. So from where you guys are standing, it goes staircase, fire pit, altar. So this is the apse. Mm-hmm. Um, How far up is the dais? Uh, I would I would have to get up and measure it, but it looks like... What do you think that is? 120 feet? No, 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 not how far away. How far up is it? Well, it goes, basically, it's a small recess down, and at the end it recesses, it comes back up again, the stairs, so it's only... Five feet or so? Yeah, five feet. So, like, okay. on the level we're on now. On the level you're on now, yeah. So to go into the sanctuary, it's down, and then when you get to the end to come back to the altar, it's another five feet up. Okay. So we have to cross the nave into the... Exactly. And the whole altar and the dais are covered in a greenish moss. Um... Huh. Can we do a what? Do you do? Can we do a knowledge nature on uh, if this moss is unnatural or if it's just naturally occurring from age? Sure. Are you are you guys walking right now? You're all outside the. Oh, you you moved in. Yeah, That's we're where in. you are. Now. Yep. Okay. So you are standing maybe fifteen twenty feet away from the wall to wall staircase that leads down into the sanctuary. The thickest vegetation is within the sanctuary. If you want to get a better look at that, you should walk into that. If you want to just look at what's around you, then there's there's not as much. Or you can do both. Let's do both. Okay. Della, so start with what's around you. Della has a, a new skill point in knowledge nature. Ah. 23. 23. Um, it doesn't appear where you're standing to be anything unnatural but as you look up ahead into the sanctuary between the benches where the vegetation is thicker looks like it's even thicker uh, deeper in um, it doesn't look like it's just vegetation in there what do you mean? there's like sticks and stuff poking out It, it wouldn't really make sense uh, Della is uh, going to draw her flaming scimitar, <laughs> and uh, how, I'll slowly approach to see if I can get a better look at it. Well, uh, we'll all stick together. Mm-hmm. And can I do a that giant we saw? Can I do a knowledge religion check on it to see if I know what it is? Now, now that I know it's a temple, and he might be a deity of the temple. Um, it would be knowledge rel- religion. Great. Uh, 14. 19 for Della. 20 for Sir Willamette. Sir Will knows. Yeah. DC 20. It is the fire giant god, Zerzvater, the prince of steel. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Um, you are in a chapel dedicated to a fire giant god. <laughs> wow. Okay. This is like uh, the total opposition to Toreg, who's like a forging steel mm. iron man. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to do detect evil in 60 feet around us. You don't detect any evil. Don't detect evil. Detect magic on the the sticky part of the vegetation. 
Nothing. You do see off in the distance, uh, I, de- I described the left side of the room with those two balconies going up, but far off in the distance, before you get to the staircase leading to the altar, there is a door leading somewhere else. And it appears to be there's some substance leaking out from underneath the door. Mm. Um, okay. Sir Will is going to say, shall we approach? Sheriff, Mr. Uh, I think it behooves us to continue into this building. Let's uh, move with all caution possible. There may still be civilians. This is the m- wildest map. Yeah, I don't even know where to <laughs> start. Huge. It's fucking huge. It actually right, so looks like a robot like, it, it laid it's down. It's just so cool <laughs> to think that like, if, if this is indeed a Fire Giants God's ancient chapel, that they came here, giants worshipped here. Yeah, that's why it's so huge. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we'll continue forward as a party, moving up toward the uh, the lichen where that Della wants to examine. All right, so everyone, guys, stay close. You guys move down. Stay close to me and Lexington. Down <laughs> the recessed recessed steps, heedlessly, heedlessly, <laughs> just rushing, not looking at the floor <laughs> you at guys all. All charge. <laughs> <laughs> we close our eyes. Um, feel free to uh, adjust yourselves as needed. Um, um, you get down there, and uh, Della, you, you now see that you're in a, a thicker part of the vegetation, what first appeared to be sticks and other forest detritus poking through the moss are really the skeletal remains of a dozen or so creatures, an hmm. assortment of both giants and beasts. Oh. Doesn't even need a heel check to see that those aren't human remains. How long have oh. they been here? Um, been here. That you need a heel check for. Del can do a heel check. So can Sir Willamette. 25. Don't like it. Natural one. Natural one. <laughs> um, 25. Um, some are very fresh. Weeks old. While some are much longer. Years. Much, mm. more, much worse state of uh, decay. Uh, are, is there uh, any... Um, as Dylan's, is there any uh, evidence of uh, them being... Teeth marks, anything like that? They used as food, like we saw before. Um, perception. Yeah, roll a roll a perception. Nineteen. It does appear like there is teeth marks. Are teeth marks? I look up to see if they came from above, like if they were something was perched up there and eating them and dropping them because it's a weird place to drop bones. Mm-hmm. You look up, and sure enough, there is a hole in the ceiling, but there's a hole deeper in as well in the ceiling that looks like it just is, with your natural stone-cutting knowledge, it looks like just it deteriorated over time. Not a a force came in here and destroyed it. Hmm. Uh, Are are there any bones that look like dragon bones? Or Um, a dragon skull? Nothing looks like that. Okay. Uh, Is there a way to move around in here without stepping on any of this moss? Um, No, the vegetation is everywhere. It's everywhere. I'm just wondering if, like, the vegetation is, like, taking things and then, like, eating them alive and digesting them right where they stand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from where you're standing and the perception checks you've rolled and you've detected the evil detected magic, there is nothing that seems to be moving in your general area around 30, 40 feet around you. Right. Um, you're standing behind the farthest bench from the altar right now. What? Uh, do you want to go flank around the side where the door is that has stuff leaking out of it and yeah. just work our way up along the wall? 
Yeah. Sure. Um, yep. All right. Let's head that way. We could also, like, flank on both sides. Split the party. It's in one room. <laughs> right, so but, I, I have you guys the party. splitting the party here. <laughs> Great idea, Matthew. So Della on one side and the rest of us are on the right. Della, right? I got Della Solo on the right. <laughs> I, I think it's time for Della to die for letting Ingrahild die like that for not helping me. So, you know, it's finally time. Uh, All right, so you guys want to make your way towards that door or towards yeah. the back? Right, yeah, so, so we want to walk along the, the last bench toward the wall, then make a left and go along the along wall. The with the wall, to, yeah, with the wall to our right. Yeah. Towards the door with the mysterious liquid spilling out of it. Okay, so uh, you guys move along the right wall, and are you continually walking towards the door? Yeah. And checking the floor. Checking the floor. More of the same. Uh, be a body, and then nothing for 10, 15 feet. And you just make your way now past the halfway point of the chamber, but on the far right side of the room. And you can see, seeping out from underneath the door of this chamber, is like a stagnant brownish brownish sludge. Ugh. And it smells. Oh, it's nature? Uh, sure. 19. Just looks like mold. Like moldy, mildewy, gross stuff. Detect magic. Uh, oh, so you're, you're detecting magic like through the door. Yeah. Right? Um, you do detect magic on the Ooh. other side. There's magic here. There's magic in this room. Uh, Sir Will will immediately detect evil. Sir Will detects evil. Does not detect evil. So what's the magic like? What's the magic? What school of magic? Is it, is it a, an aura around a, a small aura, a large aura? Um, it is a multiple auras. Huh. Enemies. Um, Della. Della is going to cast uh, Open Close. It's a zero-level mega spell. Okay. To try and open the door at a distance. So we, I can, we can be pretty far away. We can, so about 25 feet away or so. Okay. The door opens and then closes? <laughs> <laughs> it is open close. Um, there you go. The yeah. door opens and nothing happens. Can we see into the room? Are you going to the entrance? We'd have to. Like, we're in the middle of no, the. No, we're, we're already down there. Oh, we are? We yeah, expect so to we're there. Uh, so we. Um, are, are we stepping in? We're not stepping in the liquid yet. No, no, right? yeah. So, I, so I, we lo- we open the door and all. What's in there? Darkness. I mean, I have dark vision. I, w- I would like Lexington. I'm going to trot Lexington up. I'd like him to smell the liquid. So, so he, Lexington is only about ten or fifteen feet from the open door right now. He recoils his face from it. Um, just like mm, gross. Is it dangerous, Lexington, or is it just stinky? <laughs> he just looks at you. <laughs> could I? Good is, boy. Stops licking it. No. Is it. Is the ooze in the room? Like, could I feasibly? Do an acrobatic check to jump over it to get into the room. Um, are you so you're walking up to like far enough so that you can see into the room? Yeah, still okay. not stepping in the ooze. Right. So you walk and you see that the puddle covers. Uh, you know, this puddle, whatever's coming out, is goes obviously on the other side of the door. About uh, I'll tell you how many feet if you want to try and jump it, but uh, it would require a jump. You'd have to scale the whole. You'd have to jump the whole puddle. Right. But then on the in the room itself, it seems like there are places of the room that aren't covered in this brownish brownish sludge, but the majority of the room is. 
Um, I mean, I can do a fifty. I can. I automatically can jump fifteen feet. I can't be. Uh, I just want to be clear about it. It's just. It's. Uh, it doesn't appear to be moving or anything like that. It is just brown, gross sludge. Yeah. The, who just wants to go in the room first? If nobody else does, I will. Go ahead. All right. Willamette, say sorry, Lexington. Gaja knows we're going in, and he'll slowly trot through the door with his shield at the ready. So Will trots on top of the brown sludge, and it's just, like, sticky and gross. Um, but it doesn't seem to have any effect on you. It's, like, black mold and mildew and just gross. And the room itself, I don't have enough room to draw it on the map, but you'll see I started to draw the, the length of it. Mm-hmm. It's about 50 feet um, wide and 70 feet long, and it looks similar to this. So the puddle that starts on the outside of the door continues for a little bit, and then there's a large puddle in there. There's a puddle surrounding the area of the door, and then another larger puzzle puddle further into the room. Yeah, that almost covers the, the, the longer other half, far far half of the room. But Sir Will, where you're in there, you also see some other things. What? <laughs> hey, what's the lighting like? Uh, it's way. pretty well because there's broken parts of the ceiling. So this okay. the sun is coming. Yeah, it's not like a huge thing. So there's like little beams, beams of light coming in. Awesome. It's, it would be beautiful were it not for the evil the brown sludge. We're not. Gonna, <laughs> uh, there is no evil. There's no evil, just magic. Uh, the first thing you notice, Sir Will, and I mean you, you've been around enough chapels, is, is the current state of disrepair of this room makes its original purpose completely indeterminable. Um. And it seems if the, as if the only objects of any note are a neat pile of six round stones with a roughed, with a rough rind-like surface stacked in the northeast corner. Karen stones. Northeast hmm. corner. Hmm. So the, the, the corner f- uh, uh, just opposite from where, you're, where the door is. Uh, all right. I'm going to, assuming my compatriots are going to come at some point, I'm going to start slowly trotting over there. I'm, I'm following you, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll walk into yeah. the room, and I'll stand in the corner, uh, corner like, next to the door. The northwest corner. All right, so um, Nestor stands up and basically walks in the door, takes a left, and stands back there. Yeah. Okay. Ball drawn. drawn bow drawn. Sir Will, do you walk up to where the stones are? Yeah. Okay. And Baron, where are you? Uh, right before the edge of it, and uh, of the second puddle. Uh-huh. Um and I'm looking to see the source of where this ooze is coming from. If there's any cracks or anything like that, you're looking, and it doesn't ha- it doesn't seem to have any source. Um, that's that's clear. It um, like there's no holes in the walls or anything. It's just mold that is over, that is slowly spreading across the whole room. And now that we're in there, can we tell with the tech magic if it's the ooze itself or the stones or where the source is coming from? Um, yes. Are you detecting magic? Yes. Hot new Baron skill. Mm. There is magic coming from the stones and magic coming from the far corner of the room where all you see is thick sludge. Oh, shit. I think there's a monster in there. Okay. Uh, so, Baron, you're standing at the edge there. Where is Della and where is Umlo? Who's playing Umlo? We didn't even get into that. Who wants to play Matthew. <laughs> Matthew's <laughs> We're too far into this episode now. You're still Umlo. You're a good Umlo. I'm Umlo. 
Where's Della go? Della goes to the right of the the door. All right, so she flanking the door with Nestor. Yeah. Okay. And Umlo? Umlo will stick with Baron. Umlo sticks with Baron, just on the other side of the sludge. Um, okay, so Sir Will, you're standing in front of these... Karen stones? Nope, they are <laughs> um, stones about two feet in diameter, and they look like you wouldn't be able to lift them. Are they because they're so heavy? Mm-hmm. No, because he's a weakling, is what he's saying, because Troy's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they're, they look pretty heavy. Baron, roll knowledge stone cutting. Okay. Uh, that's a 21. Perfect. They appear to be geodes. Oh, wow. You would think that they're probably about a thousand pounds each, which is nothing any of you would be able to carry. But you know that if you crack open the geode... That's exactly what I was going to do. I want to crack it open. But I also want to investigate that invisible source of magic. I I let Sir Will know and and, uh, Della, and I say, look, I'm new at all this magical sensing, but... There's something in the corner of that room I can't see with my own two eyes clearly, and there's magic coming from it. Della will approach it after Baron. All right, so Baron goes over with Sir Will. Umlo will say joins, or do you want... It's up to you. You want Umlo to join, or you want Umlo to go with Della? Umlo will go with Della. All right, so Nestor, safely perched in the corner, watching your back, just in case any garbage comes through the door. Baron and Sir Will up near the geodes. Della and Umlo go check out the sludge. Roll. This is so much fun. <laughs> um, roll a uh, perception check. Okay. Twenty-seven for Della and twenty-four for Umlo. Could have stopped at Della. <laughs> Guys are rolling great uh, when it's not combat. Uh, you f- see something in the sludge that looks like a stone coffer covered in sludge. Hmm. Mm. Like um, a full size, like a coffin? Coffer. Like a little chest? Oh, a little, yeah, like a like chest. A little chest. Okay, yeah. Grab it, baby. Um, does it appear to be heavy? I mean, I could try to telekin- telekinesis it. You could just open it there if you wanted to, or drag it. I'm going to use his spear to try to flip open the, co- the cover. Locked. Locked, okay. Um, I uh, Della calls Nestor over. Yeah, love. We've got a locked coffer over here. Oh, That's this is my area of special, specialty, expertise. I'll take a look. Um, so, uh, I'm going to do a uh, disabled device on it. Um, 33. DC 30. Yes. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. The coffer opens up, and you see a large, worn leather sack inside. That Della immediately detects magic on. Can I spellcraft it or? Yeah, it sure is. can. This is Pathfinder, baby. Open it. You see what's in this sack there? Okay, Shall I open it and then spellcraft the insides, or is the sack itself emanating magic? The sack itself is emanating magic. It doesn't. It look it appears to be empty. I'll oh, pull it out. Bag of holding. Uh, that is a sixteen on the spellcraft. I can roll two if that's yeah, not enough. That's not, not enough. Not a great. All right. Baron rolls spellcraft. 60. And uh, Sir Will can try it out as well. You bring it over to them? Yeah. Nope, fail. Um, 
All right, so you just there... It is the Hammer of Uskroth. <laughs> uh, Della will take... I mean, what do I have on me? Della will take, like, a piece of, uh, like, hardtack that she's, that she's got from her food back and put it into the sack to see what happens. Um, so you just drop it in there? Yeah. And you can't see it in there? Uh, probably. Right. It would be nice. It would be nice if it was one. Yeah. But if you were to reach back in, it comes right back up. It's a oh, bag of it's holding. A, it's a handy haversack. No. That's a backpack. That's a very specific thing. Okay. It's giant it's size. Bag- oh, shit. Awesome. All right. So we'll like, pack it up and take it with us. Pack yeah. it in. Let me begin. I and came then to battle, we can try the spellcraft again. Let me resolve. That's a Baron and Will. Are you guys over there, or is it just Baron and Will dealing with the geodes? I, I tell them, um, as I see that from the corner of my eye, to bring the, the coffer over, too, because I want to appraise it. Oh, okay. You can appraise it. Natural Ooh. 20, 20... Is it metal? Uh, no, it's a bag. No, the coffer. The oh, coffer. the coffer. I thought you were appraising The container the was locked up. And oh, uh, no, it's worthless. Okay, cool. Yeah. Great. Um, we... You could put the ge- if you could nudge the geodes into the bag. That's smart. Take them with us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, depending on how much it holds. Um, yeah. Sure. Can I do a knowledge engineering to see what it would take to crack these stones sure. open? Sure. There's six of them. Um, yeah. So Nestor, are you still at the door? I just want to get a sense of everything. I go place. back to the door. Go back to the door, Della and Umlo. Uh, Della will like go back to where she was on the other side of the door, and Umlo will join Baron. All right, so Baron, Umlo, and Will are by the geodes. Baron, you want, and Nestor and Daryl are, are watching the back, yeah. mm-hmm. watching your back. Uh, will will move into just the center of the room. Will moves to the center of the room. Uh, okay, and uh, Baron, you want to roll knowledge engineering, you said? I just want to see how much force it would take sure. to break them open, and I get... Oh, that's not bad. Um... Engineering. Uh, 21. It's probably going to take a DC 22 strength check um, to crack, to just, boom, crack one open. But they have a, you know, a hardness and hit points. So you could just, if you have a hammer or something, you could just keep chiseling away. Oh, I've got a hammer. I gave it to Baron. Okay. So he oh, can, right, uh, to make your weight encumbrance. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, exactly. So Baron, you uh, chip, start chipping away at them to sure. harvest the geodes? Yeah. Okay. And try to do so as... Uh, with great the most care I can to maintain the integrity of the inside. Okay. Um, you uh, crack the first one open and it reveals an interior filled with... Uh, did you want to do the strength check or you just want to chip away? Chip away. Okay. It reveals an uh, interior filled with milky yellow crystals that begin glowing with a pulsing yellow light. Very beautiful. Detect magic? Um, no, it's so not detect oh, magic. Right. <laughs> uh, roll a spellcraft check. Only a ten. Della will see this approaches and also rolls the spellcraft. Crack die. Uh, Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. So wait, why does Della do this? She sees the glowing. You see the glowing. And so Della comes over there and notices that this seems strange. Roll a wisdom check. Fifteen. Fifteen. So if this is a, a, a temple or chapel dedicated to a fire giant, wouldn't you know there be geodes that would be emulate that? It just doesn't seem right. Do you open the next one? Ooh. 
I guess so. Okay, you uh, chip into the next one, and again, milky yellow, pulsating white light, but it's so much easier to carry if you wanted to carry them. Huh, and there's three more after that? There's uh, four more after that. Um, Stump them all in the sack. Them, see yeah. if they fit in there. Yeah, put them all in the sack. Do they fit in as we put them in? Oh, yeah, they just... Whoop. We just shove them into the sack together. All As right. you grab the crystals from the second one to shove them in the sack, they begin glowing red and explode in your hand. Oh, oh my oh god. god. See you next week. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh, oh my god. god. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.